Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. Jennifer is here. Great idea of calling Julia in to answer phones today. Yeah, baby. (laughs) They're busy. We've got Judy and Nick and John all on hold. Everybody's trying to get something done around their house. And that's why we show up every single Saturday morning to see what we can't do to earn the privilege of becoming every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And we do that by protecting you, informing you, and educating you, hopefully with a little entertainment along the way, of what you can or cannot do in and about and around your house, home, castle, or cabin, from the foundations to the rooftops and everything in between. Well, with all that said, let's dive in. Let's do it. (laughs) We've got special guests here in studio I want to get to in just a minute. Uh, But let's get to the people who have been on hold. Some of these people held on through the top of the hour news and everything else. Let's get to who's been holding the longest. Nick has a kitchen question. Let's see if we can get Nick going, and then we'll go to John, then we'll go to Judy as quick as we can. Good morning, Nick. Got to get to the phone. Nick. Gary D, throw Nick on hold and see okay. if uh, either John or Judy are right there standing by. We'll get back to Nick. Who are we going to bring Let's up? Let's see if we can bring Judy on. Okay. Just because I like the name Judy. She okay. was my prom date. Hi, okay. Judy. Judy. Hi. Hello, Miss Judy. Good morning. Thanks for Good calling. Morning. How can we help you? Well, my pleasure. Uh, what we have is a three-bedroom house, or three-bathroom house, excuse me, and two with tubs. And we, we've been thinking of changing the master bed bathrooms uh, tub to a shower enclosure. And we wondered if it decreased the value of the house if we only have one uh, bathroom. I don't know if they call it a a partial bathroom when you have a shower. I believe so. And if we have two that way and one only one with a a tub, what would it do to the value of the house? You're you're not going to hurt the value of the house at all. And I think the great majority of realtors would agree with me. that as long as there is one tub, uh, a lot of folks of my generation like that. But I'll also tell you the younger millennials that are buying now don't even know what a bathtub looks like. They do everything in the shower. Uh, so you do what you want to do in that bathroom. And uh, someone looking at the house later, uh, I tell you what, uh, updated shower in new plumbing fixtures and new surfaces is going to be worth more than an older tub for sure. So you aren't going to hurt the value of the home at all by sacrificing that one tub. Appreciate calling Judy. Thanks a million. I can tell people that in my experience, when you go and, and when I went to the kitchen and bath show in Las Vegas, one of the things I was looking for is there are about 30 different ways I can rip out a tub and convert it to a shower. You have to decide, do I want it a, a barrier-free entry so I can wheel a chair into that shower or not? That's the first decision you have to make. But there are about 30 different systems out there for ripping the tub out and installing a shower. 
uh, only about two would be anything I'd ever put my name on. So be careful, proceed with caution. But I will tell you, Judy, you're going to need to be thinking, depending on the level of plumbing fixtures and finishes and surfaces you're going to put in there, you need to be thinking in the range of about fifteen to $30,000 is what it's going to take. Okay, with that said, you think we got Nick lined up? Yes. Hey, Mr. Nick, what are you up to today? Um, I enjoy listening to you every time um, I turn the radio on. I I, uh, I like you, uh, and I'm glad that uh, the other caller asked about how you're doing. That's been on my mind for the longest time after you had that. uh, Well, quite, quite, quite honestly, I'm doing much better than I sound. The last little thing they have to fix is my vocal cords. So, and I'm putting that off as long as I can. I've had enough of doctors, hospitals, and needles. <laughs> okay. Well, you get you you get to that. And um, I have a question about. I have a, a condo. I'm living in Sun City, 1972. It's old, uh, Del Webb, and that's it's just over a thousand, maybe 1,100 square foot. I think you're right. You gave me an idea. Uh, I think I'm gonna. Pass the bathroom up because it does. It comes with the tub. I'm going to leave that alone for now. Maybe uh, later on. Um, I've been going around looking at other people's work because you can see that they have uh, cars out there and contractors. You know, the real estate they have their own crew. Right. So uh, I've seen you know the bathrooms where they rip the tub out and put in a flush. Yes. Uh, as big as they can shower yeah. and a low lift so you can get a wheelchair. There you but go. I'm going to leave it alone because I do like your idea about the tub. Okay. My my uh, thing is the kitchen. It comes with a galley kitchen. Um, I've, I've seen them do work there, too. Uh, they, they take the whole partition down on one side of the wall, and they right. extend along one wall. I like to go something like that. Uh, um, I like to know what your, your idea about left Left hand and right hand, because when I bought the condo, I noticed the entrance door, the, the, the entrance lock, the doorknob where you put the key in is upside down. So uh, it's a right-hand door, isn't it? When you, uh, well, you, you, uh, now, I'm going to tell you how we figure it out, but I will tell you this. If you go to five door shops in Phoenix, they'll tell you three different ways to determine if it's a right hand or left hand. If you close the door and stand on the side of the hinges, okay, so you can see the hinges, are they on the right-hand side or the left-hand side? And that determines if it's a right-hand or left-hand door. That's the most prominent way of determining right-hand or left-hand. Now, as it relates to kitchen, Nick, with you living in Sun City, I would tell you, you need to get on rosieonthehouse.com, plug in kitchen remodel, Sun City zip code, and it's going to take you to a company called TWD that has a kitchen and bath showroom that you can just go walk through and take a look at. They specialize in working in that particular neighborhood, and they've been members for over about 10 years, I recall. Uh, that's the that's the other hardest thing about this accident. I've lost track of, of history. Uh, I'll say, well, I met you five years ago. And they'll say, no, you met me 15 years ago. Uh, timeline's a little skewed. The timeline's a little skewed. But TWD uh, is a great opportunity for you just to go in 
and, and take a look. Maybe bring a couple pictures of your kitchen, and they can show you how we can blow out that galley, take away that uh, interior partition, and open the kitchen up. Uh, a huge value-added uh, remodel that we're doing a ton of. So uh, appreciate the kind words, Nick, and appreciate the phone call. Let's see if we can get to John real quick, and then we'll bring in our guests that are here in the studio. That's Frank. No, John, I'm sorry. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Appreciate your services and all you do. Uh, and I hope you get well soon. I am. Um, I'm well. I, I don't sound well, but I'm well. Well, no, you're sounding better. I, I listen to you every Saturday. You're okay. coming around. All right, good. I don't think you're going to need much duct tape uh, much more. Long, <laughs> okay, longer. good, good, good. I'm going I'm to anyway, appoint, appoint you my new doctor. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Listen, uh, my daughter bought a house uh, a couple of months ago on the east side here in Tucson, and she went through the realtor, through the house inspection and all, and uh she noticed about four days ago there was a funny noise popping in the house when she took a shower. So and she called me because I used to do maintenance years ago. I'm retired now from electrical, plumbing, and carpentry. And anyway, I told her to go in the hallway where the uh, hot water heater is and open up the door and see if that hot water heater is talking to her. So she she went out there. Her, her husband went out there opened up the door, and sure enough, the sound was coming from the hot water heater. The hot water heater was put in three years ago. Uh, I contacted the realtor, and the realtor said that the seller said that he drained it only once. Uh, my question to you is, I'm going to go over there this afternoon, and I'm going to drain it. Okay. And see how much settlement comes out of it. But do you think possibly the hot water, it looks brand new, it looks perfect, uh, is damaged because it only was damaged once? Or what do you think from your experience? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd drain it. I'd do exactly what you're thinking about doing and see if that doesn't solve it. Because if there is some sediment buildup, that can be causing the noise. Uh, make sure the temperature isn't set too high. Uh, you know, you don't want it at scald temperature. Uh, that, too, can cause a lot of noise if the thermostat is maxed out to as high as it can be set. So check those two things. And I'm guessing that'll probably eliminate the problem. If not, we may be dealing with a air hammer, and we may need to put an air hammer arrestor on uh, one of the uh, faucets inside that bathroom that's causing the knocking. Those would be that would be exactly my plan of attack: drain it, uh, refill it, watch for it. Uh, if it still does it, consider going to a, 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 a air arrestor valve and none of those things you're thinking about doing costs a lot of money it's just going to take a little bit of time but that's why she has you as her retired dad that's right right yeah and, yep yep they and, never forget my number never and anyway, and, and all the things you listed and you take care and get well soon in your and your whole program is an asset to the city of tucson and surrounding areas thank you john i appreciate it. he listed his credentials i think as plumber electrician and property management. That's that, that's that's all the qualification I need for a new surgeon. <laughs> he's he's my new doctor. We can ask him what metric tape is. Too. Yeah, we can ask him. Hey, what's metric tape? All right, we're gonna go on a quick break here. We're gonna come back with special guests talking about how uh, to eliminate the largest potential fire danger in your house, and you don't even know where it is. When we get back. 
breezing through a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning at my house, Roselle House. Thank you for tuning in. All right, we've brought in a special guest. You know, one of the ways we try and become every Arizona homeowner's best friend is provide you a newsletter you can subscribe to that gets delivered to your email box every Thursday. And it comes with a tip on what we're going to be covering on air this Saturday. So you get noticed on Thursday if it's a topic maybe you've got particular interest in, you can mark it and highlight it. Or maybe it's a topic you know your neighbor's interested, you could mark it and highlight it for them. We've got the topic of the week that goes out every single week. And this week it was design your cabinets to do the work for you, your kitchen cabinets. In the outdoor living hour, we talked about spring planting prep. Right now we're going to be talking about lint removal and not from your belly button but from your dryer <laughs> no i said not from oh, there good <laughs> but, i was just echoing i was just letting you know what your audience was saying oh Ooh. but but i'm talking about the lint buildup from your clothes dryer and and you say well who are you going to bring in to talk about that we have an expert on that Miss Becky, thank you for coming in. Miss Becky joins us. She's a Rosie certified uh, contractor, Arizona chimney sweep. Nope. And chimney and air ducts. She's been with us a long time. I know. And that just there's a little name change there. Yeah. So Arizona out. chimney and air ducts. Now I got to know the story about how someone moves to Phoenix, Arizona, and becomes a chimney sweep. Well, I didn't move to Phoenix, Arizona. I was actually born. You're a native. Right here. Yes, in St. Joseph's Hospital. Wow. Phoenix, Arizona. Awesome. Been here a long time. We're not going to go there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say we've both seen a lot of changes, right? We have a lot of changes in the valley. Good changes, though. How, How do you migrate into specializing in fireplaces on a desert floor in Maricopa County? Well, we just happened to have a fireplace in our home, and we needed it serviced. And we decided, hey, there's not very many companies out there doing this. And my husband just happened to come across an article written about chimney cleaning, and it was history. I'll be darned. Yep, just basically history. We started the company in 1985. Um, as only chimney cleaning, uh, customers were requesting dryer vent cleaning, so we shortly added that to our services. And then just about eight years ago, we added air duct cleaning. So we are evolving through time. Well, we have found many times when people are complaining about dust in their home, we've got to get in and check the integrity of the ductwork. But I can't tell you how many times the source is the clothes dryer. And you just pull that thing out. And the amount of hairballs and lint balls that are crammed into the exhaust tube and all over the ground. I mean, it's just spewing it out into the air. It is. But uh, it's a good thing when it's coming out in the air. At least it's not clogged. Um, That's probably the worst possible thing you want to happen to your dryer vent is for it to become 100% clogged because that's when the fire uh, hazard is definitely there. One of the number one 
fire hazards residentially across the entire country. It is very true, yes. And we appreciate being here today because we truly do believe that the key to prevention is education. And that's what we want to give our listeners today is the education of just how dangerous it is. Now, do you have homeowners calling you just for a dryer vent cleanup? Most definitely. Yeah. I'm always surprised when a homeowner calls me and says, well, I called my appliance technician because my dryer was not working. Yeah, it won't get warm. And they'll, they'll say, well, have you had your vent checked and cleaned? And they'll say, what, what do you mean? <laughs> and uh, the appliance guy will just say, call call a dryer vent cleaner. Call do Becky. that call first. Call <laughs> <laughs> So... So, yeah, so that is a lot of the problem with your dryer not drying efficiently is that it's all clogged up in the vent line. It's a safety switch. When it's not getting the exhale it's designed to get, the heating element turns off. Correct. The heating element can turn off. That's when you're lucky. Right, right. Sometimes the heating element continues to boil and gets hotter and hotter, and that's what causes the fires because your your dryer is just trying to dry your clothes and it's not being able to because your vent is clogged. And I learned many, many years ago at Camp Geronimo, if you wanted to pass starting your night's fire with one match, you always stole some lint from the dryer vent and put it in your pocket because it was the perfect kindling and it made you look like uh, an, an expert uh, evening campfire builder. Single match, no worry, I, I got this, no worry. Everybody step back, step back, everybody get out of my way. It's extremely flammable, extremely flammable. Most definitely. I have a lot of customers that say, you're not taking my lint, I'm keeping that for camping. <laughs> and what they do is they plug it into toilet paper rolls. Yeah. And they that's, that's a lighter. Yeah. I got to find out where these pictures came from on our website. If they came from a stock library, are these actual vents you found? Those, those are, are Becky's. Those are my pictures. Oh, my those goodness. Those are our customers. Oh, Shame on them. My, waited way my too long. Goodness. All right, we'll be back with Arizona Chimney and Air Ducks right after this. Not in my house. it is it's in the fireplace where it belongs no place else we're here this morning visiting with our special guest becky durandal um, of arizona chimney and air ducts uh, a company started family owned and operated as chimney sweep expanded into uh, air duct and dryer vent cleaning and we're specifically today talking about that dryer vent and thank you for having us. We are very happy to be here. Well, we we love having experts in the field. I'll tell you, uh, I mean, just for the pictures you brought, uh, these these are uh, do, the do's and don'ts of Arizona home ownership. Oh, man, these are scary. But you've got, again, and I want to thank you, a special offer for our Rosie on the House listeners. Yes, so we currently have a $25 coupon on our website, but we're going to double that for all you rosy listeners out there today, and we're going to take that through the whole month of March, so we hope we can be involved in your spring cleaning. And uh, how would people schedule that? Just call 
I have been answering the phones for 35 years, so you're going to get to talk to me. All right. My name is Becky, and uh, my phone number, the direct number into the company is 602-439-3218. One more time. 602-439-3218. I'll be happy to answer any of your questions or get you scheduled to make sure we... Have a safe dryer vent. Leave your name and and phone number there and let her know you heard the offer at Rosie on the House and she'll be offering you a special discount not available to anybody else. That that will be showing up here on Facebook in just a moment, too. Okay. So if you don't have a place to write it down, just look on your Facebook page on Rosie on the House. I'm looking at these photos. They just absolutely have me. I mean, a dryer vent leaves the back of the dryer goes into a wall cavity. Ideally, your laundry room is on an outside wall, and it goes straight through the outside wall. No bins, no flexes, no nothing, straight, and dumps it out. But that's not the case for most people. Many times, the vent duct goes straight up, maybe 6 feet, 8 feet, 10 feet, 14 feet. Average is actually anywhere from 20 to 30 feet. And how how is a dryer, closed dryer, blowing motor supposed to have enough power to blow that lint through that column of air? It doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) To to answer this simply, Rosie. (laughs) Well, the biggest problem is you have to think about when when you're drying your clothes, they're wet. So what happens is it then in turns gets your vent line wet and moist. And then if you have lint that's passing through there, it's going to stick. So it sticks to all the moisture and dries. So every single time, this is like a repeat process. I kind of almost uh, put it into perspectives like an artery. It just continues to close close up. And over time, you're no longer breathing and neither is your dryer vent. So, and for your clothes to dry, it has to have the exhaust. And for the exhaust to happen correctly, it needs to be clear and clean. And I can't imagine how many units y'all go to where you're pulling the dryer out and someone's applied the little flex duct that you can buy at the hardware companies to connect it. And it's got about nine bins in it before before it even gets to the junction in the wall. Yes, we cut a lot of those down. You only need enough length just to get it hooked up. And you want to try to keep it at a minimal so that that is the least amount of your problem is that uh, that flex duct behind your dryer. And you always want to make sure it's made out of metal. Anybody that has a plastic one still out there needs to get rid of it. Okay. That 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 ribbed plastic uh, coiled that was sold yes with every dryer many many years back I'd say you know it's probably only been about ten years maybe a little bit longer I guess that the manufacturers have been switching over to metal to the metal that's almost <laughs> like a foil correct of, uh, pliable material correct that you can get it attached and hooked up to much safer much safer. How do we clean these? Do do you just pull the dryer out, load in a, a leaf blower, and crank that baby up? 
Well, that's what I hear how a lot of my homeowners have tried to clean it. <laughs> that's, but that that happens, really backfires yeah, on you. What happens is uh, it does backfire because then when you're doing that, you're now just pushing it all into a ball. Um, because it just ends up getting stuck in a bend or, you know, wherever it's the dirtiest, you're just now just piling it and making it very tight. If you didn't have a clog before, you now have a clog. So um, we basically use professional grade equipment. Um, We uh, will ream through the entire system from either the roof cap all the way back to that flex hose or sometimes we have to go from the flex hose up to the roof cap. Very important to get to the roof cap because many times those are where your problem is. That's where it's all clogged as you can see by our pictures. Yeah, absolutely. We may use in conjunction too with a blower motor or a type of a vacuum system. Uh, We have about three different ways to clean a dryer vent. And a lot of people ask me, how are you going to clean it? And I'm always like, well, you're going to have to wait to see <laughs> because they're all set up differently. So, Have um, you ever found one you couldn't clean? The ones, what happens, what can happen is uh, if you let it go too long, the lint gets very wet. And uh, eventually it can cause your pipe to actually disconnect. And if it disconnects because of the weight, because of the weight, yes, because it gets very heavy. You've got to figure you've got when you have a cotton T-shirt, it's a lot lighter when it's dry. Put water all on it and you've just doubled the weight of it. So you got to figure all that wet lint up there is now very heavy. And if your dryer vent has any type of you know, not correctly put together, it can just separate. All right. So well, these don't wait too long. That's the key. That's right. <laughs> and the special offer is available by dialing what number? 602-439-3218. That's for Rosie on the House listeners only. And this is information we're bringing to you by way of our newsletter on Thursday. We always bring you something to think about around your house or home this particular week this one thing let's get it taken care of and keep up with it so it doesn't all pile up in a deferred maintenance nightmare okay explain to me who was the bright guy who came up with the idea of a vent through the roof architects Uh, okay all right that that explains my question i I was just trying to you know um, my vent comes out the side of the house it's got a little door and of course when the air goes through it opens the door closes the door and that's it but i never understood why a dryer vent was put up on the roof. Well, because architects decided to put your laundry room in the middle of your house. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Ah, thank so, you. So now if your laundry room is in the middle of the house, the only way to exhaust it is up through the roof or through a subfloor out the side. And how many dryer vents have you been up in an attic to look at and found that it was originally tacked to a, a rafter near the exhaust port, near the T-top, but now it's dry, it's cracked, it's fallen, and it's just venting into the attic, and that just happens to be about six inches away from your return air, and you're wondering, why is my house always so dusty? Correct, and there are many of those. They've fallen down because of the weight of having too much lint inside of them. Are there things that people can do to keep that buildup? 
have us clean it. Yeah. How often <laughs> would you recommend it? I mean, you have to clean the dryer screen itself. After every after load. After every load. Correct. Okay. So that's on the homeowner. That's on the homeowner. Now, how often should they reach out and have the, the duct completely cleaned? Well, you know, I'm going to quote the National Fire Protection Association, ask that you have them inspected and cleaned if necessary once a year. That is an overkill for most of my uh, most of my customers. Uh, on average, we find it's about four to five years. Yeah, when when Jennifer was doing laundry for six kids, yes, uh, you know, seven neighbors, <laughs> and uh, we were going through washer and dryer machines. It seemed like about every nine months, uh, we had to constantly be watching that. But now we're empty nesters. I have to admit, I'm overdue for checking it. <laughs> no, and ours does, like Gary's, it's just an old home that just goes Correct. straight out. So my, my uh, That does help. My courtyard gets a little layer of dust. Yeah. You do have to check those, too, because mm-hmm. birds can nest, rodents can nest in them. It's probably attractive because it's warm. It is, yep. All right, we've got Dave with a question calling in. Let's see if we can get Dave's question answered real quick. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Rosie. All right. Um, so... At, at my place, and this was a house, it's a nice place, and it was bought right after the crash, And but the, the dryer discharges strict into the garage, the enclosed garage, and it's not a long run. It's about a six-foot run. I'm wondering if there's some sort of an apparatus I can put at the end of the run, like a canister vacuum kind of thing, to help it along and capture that Uh so that my garage doesn't get so messy. Absolutely. That would drive me nuts. Becky, what can you do? Well, there is um, very simple solutions to that. Um, you can buy them at the big box stores. Um, basically, it's a canister that you fill with water, and you hook your hose into that. It will The dryer vent The dryer hose. vent hose, yeah. correct, mm. will be hooked into that, and then it exhausts into this uh, bucket of water. You will need to clean that out periodically, uh, but it will keep your garage clean. The water catches all. It's a Correct. water filter. It is. Uh, you're basically percolating the exhaust through a bucket of water. The water captures the lint, and the air coming out the top of the apparatus is then clean. Dave, they're not expensive. They're very easy to set up. You do have to put a little reminder on there to wash them out every once in a while. But you'll be amazed at how much cleaner your be. garage will stay. Yes. All right, Miss Becky, one more time, your offer. So we are doubling our current coupon that we have on our website. It's normally for 25 off, but we're going to double it for 50 off for all our rosy listeners through the month of March. I appreciate you doing that for our rosy listeners. I really do. We talk a little bit about all the things a dirty dryer vent can cause appliance inefficiency. Correct. Yes. So if you're, you're trying to, it. yes, if you're trying to dry your clothes on average, most of my customers will report back to me and say, my clothes dry double the time that the, I'm sorry, that took twice as long to dry before I had my dryer vent cleaned. The dryer can now breathe. The dryer The vent. thermostat's allowed to reach its air temperature. Correct. Dries it in half the time. That does a lot for reducing wear and tear on your clothes. Your clothes, your energy efficiency, and your appliances will last much longer. 
for those gas dryers. It's another way of exhausting the carbon monoxide, making sure you've got a clear uh, flow out. That's correct. Uh, do I even want to know what the weirdest thing you've ever found in a dryer? Well, I guess I can share the saddest thing we found in a dryer, and that is uh, we found, unfortunately, a family's turtle that uh, got itself lodged in a dryer that was close to the ground. The vent line was close to the ground. So that was a tough day for my technicians to have to, you know, let the family know. But you know what? We're always good at finding that lost sock. So if you've been missing that socks, where they go? just let us know and we'll find them for you. That's all Lent is, the cremated remains of socks. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, Miss Becky, again, I want to thank you for joining us and, and again extending this special offer through Rosie on the House listeners. It's Arizona Chimney and Air Duct. So it's not just dryer vents. You can take a look at air supply ducts while you're there. Uh, Take a look at the condition of the fireplace and the flue system. Even the gas log sets that are all but required now, uh, they require chimney sweep. They do. They build up carbon. Um, It's not a creosote that is flammable, but it definitely can build up carbon. The biggest thing with a gas fireplace is you want to make sure that it is breathing correctly, that there's no bird nests up on the top. You want to make sure that it's protected so it doesn't back into your home. All right. Do you have any tricks for stopping the woodpecker that loves to wake everybody up at five o'clock in the morning, hammering on the metal spark arrestor? Well, you know, Rosie, I actually liked your tip that you gave many years ago, <laughs> and I'm going to bring this back up. Yeah. Um, I loved it because, and I've told many, many of my customers, just if you can reach the top, just Put some tobacco sauce. Yeah, tobacco, there. yep. Yeah, just <laughs> covered in Tobacco. Somebody told you that. I don't remember who. It was me. Okay. <laughs> Let's get up there and do it. <laughs> Originally, I got the idea from you. I don't know. I don't remember where the idea. I think it came and fish gave me the idea originally. Well, as, as the sun comes up earlier and earlier, he, we will put the Tobacco on. When, well, he hit, when it hits at eight, it's not a big deal. But when it's, you know. Well, you know, another good idea, which I've given many customers, if you can't, you know, if you're not a roof climber there, um, is to grab one of those air horns. Yes. And as Mm -hmm. soon as Mm -hmm. that pecker starts making noise, you got to get quietly out of bed and you got to walk over to that fireplace and blast it. Wait, that's so funny. You should say that. I actually have a photograph of a listener whose home is in Tucson and he has it connected to a propane bottle. (sighs) right up by the fireplace with a button beside his bed. So when that woodpecker starts hammering on his sparkler, metal sparkler rester trying to wake him up, he, he audibly blasts the woodpecker into Santa Cruz County. I've got pictures of it. It's absolutely hilarious. They actually learn pretty quickly. You uh, might have to do it a couple, three days, but go, they'll learn they, they don't like your house. They'll, they'll find another house. There you go. We're gonna we're gonna leave you with a smile on your face here as we're wrapping up the Rosie on the House program for this Saturday morning. Miss Jennifer, what are your takeaways from the program today? Wow, and fast, didn't it? It's gone. It's gone. Yeah, love the seven o'clock hour with Katie. 
and just you sharing about your journey and, and recovery and getting stronger and um, how Katie of Go Conquer Fitness, which is our daughter, of course, uh, kind of helped you through the balance and the strengthening so that you were able to ski on Monday. That was a that was a special, special day. The hours, it literally felt like months. It felt like years of laying on my back, not able to scratch my nose or rub my chin. And but I bet you one thing. Staring at the ceiling. I bet that was your the most memorable ski trip you'll ever have was Monday. Because you hit, wanted it so bad. I wanted it. I just wanted to be able to stand up and have the endurance and the leg strength again to be able to tackle some slopes. And uh, Katie got me to the place where I could go ski on Monday. And, and uh, they told you when they gave me that last dose of whatever it was in the coma that I would forever be a different person. I would be a meaner person. Not happened. And I would be a more emotional person. A little bit. Well, I mean, I broke down a couple times on that chairlift just realizing I'm this far back yeah. from being so far gone. Joyful moment. So Katie Stumbo, my personal trainer at uh, GoConquerFitness.com, and she was offering a special. Uh, for those of you that heard, I think she's filled the, the – uh, training opportunity up, but her number is 480-200-4632 if you want to reinvigorate your New Year's resolutions. And then we had Donna DeFrancisco uh, from City of Mesa and Water Use It Wisely talking about her new spring campaign, Plant It Wisely. Water, Plant It Wisely is the, is the website. It's kind of a mini micro website, just concentrating, focusing on correct plants to to plant really great resource and uh about, and then their contest about sitting in a picture of yourself as Selfie, a saguaro yep a saguaro imitating a saguaro cactus to win a you 500 have, consultation with arizona plant lady we gave away asu basketball tickets for the washington state game we gave away sun tickets for the milwaukee brewers game we talked about kitchen design from our cabinet manufacturer of choice well-born cabinets family owned and operated they grow the trees they fell the trees they saw the trees they build the cabinets and they deliver the cabinets to me three weeks from the day i order them to the job site we're constructing it has been huge for us to be able to get in and out of a job thank you wellborn cabinets and then we had miss becky from arizona chimney and air ducts in offering her special today and again that phone number for that special 602-439-3218 thank you for having me yeah, thank you that's for 50 dollars off a air a dryer vent cleaning Correct. listen y'all don't get scared our website's up 24 hours a day, seven days a week at rosieonthehouse.com. We'll be back.